Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. Tonight on The Sound, we check out the debut EP 1234 by Wasted. These Winona-based rockers know how to 1. Have a good time, 2. Rock out, 3. Count, and most importantly, 4. Make some banger music. Marcus, Connor, and Amber from the band join us this week to chat about their love for making music and the beauties of the local music scene. I'm Ryan Flanders. Take a seat and get your counting fingers ready and enjoy the stories of Wasted as we listen to their debut EP, 1234, tonight on The Sound.
And that was just brain on fire by Wasted. We got Wasted here in the studio today. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing great. Doing, doing great. All right, guys. So we'll, we'll kind of jump into the questions here. Um, how did you guys get together and like how long have you guys known each other? We got together in July of 2023. I had known Connor and I knew Amber from playing around town in other bands. So I'm a drummer in Busey. I wanted to start my own band. I've been writing songs for a while. And um, I was finally becoming confident enough in my songwriting where I was able to approach people and then try to play them live. So um, July 2023, and we've kind of just been meeting up every week since then to jam out, make songs. You know, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just kind of uh, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, we... Uh, uh, yeah, our, our paths crossed, and I'm pretty sure I just blurted it out to you, like, kind of randomly, like, hey, Marcus, do you play drums? <laughs> it's something that you got to have a drummer in your back pocket. Yeah, right. absolutely. You can't just, like, you know, everybody play, plays guitar, or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to have a drummer. The average drummer's in 4.5 bands. They get stretched thin, you know? <laughs> Amber can attest to that. Yeah, that can be definitely. You're in, like, three bands, aren't you? Well, four, four. Four. Yeah, four. I forget and the name of Four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the best thing about Marcus and, like, how long we've known each other i don't even know how long it's been but we did go on a on a tour together with our two bands it was Busey and the ultrasounds mm-hmm. and i don't know if it was like 2018 it was, 19, 20, it was 2018 something like that yeah and my favorite thing was that marcus and i were the two drummers so we were like you know super close on that trip because we were loading in and out together like a little team mm-hmm. and we both were very excited about the world war one museum in in uh was it Kansas City or St. Louis? St. Louis, Kansas Missouri? City, Kansas or Kansas City. City. Yeah, so we've got that special drummer bond and and that World War One bond yeah, as well. Yeah, that, so. that love for World War One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I figured out that she liked World War One, and I was like, "This is the coolest person ever." <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk for hours about tanks and trench combat and just like all this gnarly stuff. It was yeah. great. It was We're so just, much fun. Then we gonna go like play yeah. some drums together. Yeah, right? exactly. Right? Yeah. We're gonna go blast, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been great to kind of like see how this is all built up to where it is now. Because yeah, you and I have like jammed pretty casually for like when when, when did we first start jamming? Was that like twenty two? It was twenty twenty one. Okay. So we started jamming pretty shortly thereafter. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it had to have been fall or spring, fall of twenty twenty one, and maybe spring of twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Which seems a lot longer ago than it was because. COVID happened, and then, right. like, it just... It took a while for, like, that to kind of get going. And exactly. Stuff but like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it, it's been years now. Yeah. It's crazy to say that, how time flies. It's just been totally nuts. But it was, yeah, drumming, me drumming, Connor playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we met. Yeah, and we would just, like, hang out, have jams. We recorded a couple of demos in the process of just, like, random ideas that I had sitting around just having fun more than anything else. And then... Nerding uh, out kinda, over gear and microphones yeah, yeah, and yeah. techniques and stuff. Because we both like recording and stuff, yes. too. And just all that kind of stuff, bonding over that. We were commenting on the uh, wonderful Neumann mics that yeah, we yeah, have recorded yeah, yeah, this with. These are fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish I had these. That yeah, what we're speaking it. into right now. Top, no, top a, line stuff. It's a nice yeah. setup in here. Yeah, really. <laughs> I like and it. then, yeah, just, it worked out pretty well for me because my, uh, my last man swashbuckler ended right around the time that you texted me that you needed a bass player for your new project yes (laughs) so the stars just kind of aligned and with you it was nice to kind of 
uh, get back in a jam situation with you too because Amber and I uh, pl- played for a short period of time in a band called Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. What twenty was that? Eighteen or nineteen? Mm, maybe 2019. I think it was 19, 2019. Wheel of Fortune was awesome. What was that song you showed me? I forget. Uh, was... Polarity. Oh, so good. Yeah, that one. So good. I like that one. Huh. Yeah, so four, almost five years later now, came mm-hmm. back around and we're in a in a band again. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. I didn't know that until <laughs> yeah. like two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, they finally told me and I was like, that's just, that's Winona. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. So what other experience, you guys are talking a lot about your bands. If you guys just want to like kind of like throw out all of like your experience that you guys have. I know you guys have all played in a lot of bands. Yeah, so I um, started drumming when I was a teenager. My first band was a band called the Soviet Machines. And so That's we were, name. It, was the, it was honestly the most punk rock thing about that band. We, we thought we were punk rockers, but it was very not punk rock. Oh, it was very okay. like rockish, kind of garagey. But um, yeah, man, we were pretty successful. We did a lot of Battle of the Bands. We wound up opening for Quiet Drive at First Avenue in like 2008. Oh. We got to play the entry several times in Minneapolis, so those are like super historic and like really, really enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I actually, one of my COVID projects was meeting back up with the lead singer, and then we recorded a record with Jack and Dino um, in Seattle, and then we recorded with Steve Albini in Chicago. Um, but anyway, long story short, that band folded. I then joined Sandimas, which was a great band. They don't have anything recorded. I think there's no surviving recordings of that band, but that was a band from, like, 2011. I was in it for, like, a year, year and a half, um, up until about 20, I think they made it to 2015, 2016, which forays into Busey, the band I drum in now, because um, I met the guitarist in Sandimas. He is the guitarist and lead singer in Busey, so... Um, a lot of connections made, played tons of places in Minneapolis, grew up in the cities, but love it down here. Mm-hmm. Fantastic town, Winona. It's just great. I love the sense of community. It's small enough, so I feel like you can make an impact. Sometimes in those bigger places, it's like, I mean, it's really nice being cosmopolitan. There's tons to do and there's tons to see, but that can be kind of difficult in some instances, too, if mm-hmm. you're really trying to get like attention or book gigs or et cetera, right. et cetera. So Winona has treated me really well. That's my music experience. Now I'm in Wasted. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll try to keep this kind of quick. Uh, I I mean, musically, I started playing uh, piano I, when I was around like five, six years old. My parents started getting me uh, lessons. And then around... 10, 11 years old is when I started picking up guitar. I, a few things happened around the time that I was 10. I heard Eruption by Van Halen. I saw School of Rock and <laughs> wonderful movie. And my dad started teaching me uh, some basic chords on the guitar that he had uh, laying around the house. Um, and it just all clicked. And around that same time, I also started playing percussion in uh, concert bands and jazz bands and school and stuff like that. So, uh, Drumming and guitar both kind of came around the same time when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And more or less, I've developed more into a guitar player with a little bit of a drumming backbone. Mm-hmm. Great rhythm. That, that's honestly the biggest <laughs> gift of like practicing drums and stuff like that. It's just I've, I've been locking with other drummers really easily, I think. I've, I, where am I going from that? So 
As far as uh, playing in bands, I think I got in my first band when I was in eighth or ninth grade. Uh, my cousin Christopher and I started a metal band called No Blood, No Alibi. And <laughs> another good name. Dude, yeah, that's an amazing name. name. Especially for like... Credit goes to Christopher for that one. 14, yeah. 15 years old? That's like... Yeah. That's super badass. That's that, super well, metal. Well, to like slight tangent about that band, my cousin Christopher always has had this like grand idea for like a metal concept record in the works ever since he was like 12 wow this, okay and uh it's gone through like several demo phases and iterations and uh just within the last couple of years he uh he assembled a new band uh called last shot of redemption and uh, they're working on their debut right now and it's a lot of ideas that i've seen develop over the course of years now just from like listening I mean, to his stuff he's yeah he's had this vision for <laughs> so long uh so that was my first big project was one that he and i started together with some other friends of friends of his uh that became friends of mine um and then did that for a couple of years and then in high school i was in a band called uh hutchinson we played like pop punk emo music and the most notable thing about that band probably is that two of the members went on to do other local winona bands and they're largely responsible for getting me out here too uh, Jake Nielsen is a bass player for Cry Chop Silence, and then uh, Tyler Steinley drums in uh, Sleeping Jesus and Flatus and many others. They were in my high school pop punk band. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that Tyler was hanging around. He's from, yeah. He's from. Um, yeah, we're all from Lakeville. God, yeah, wow. We all went to Lakeville North together, so Jake and I were in the same grade. Tyler was one grade below us. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, Hutchinson needed a new guitar player and No Blood, No Alibi had just broken up at the time, so <laughs> easy easy entrance there. Right in, I knew yeah. the right people. Uh, yeah, so fast forward a few years. Uh, I, I went to college out in Mankato, didn't really do anything musically out there, just got my degree and then left. <laughs> and I uh, came out here because uh, Jake and Tyler were living at a place that had a vacancy and they needed somebody to fill it. They knew that I wanted to play music and be in a band, so here I am. Slid right in again. <laughs> Slid right in again, yeah. And uh, and then that's just, I feel like that's just kind of like the reoccurring theme. Like I just, it's just right place, right time, meet the right people. Uh, shortly after I moved to Winona, I was hanging around the house and my buddy Louis Miller came over and he and I jammed a little bit, played some Zeppelin. And uh, shortly after that, he asked me to be in his new band, Swashbuckler. So just kind of worked out again that way and then swashbuckler became my main project for about four or five-ish years or so after that uh wheel of fortune was uh for about a month or so during that time had a couple of rehearsals with you guys played on a couple songs uh and then committed to swashbuckler full-time uh and then that took a took an interesting hiatus during during lockdown just like you know shows went away everybody quarantined and locked down for a little while so swashbuckler was inactive for like nine ten months of the pandemic so during that time i just kind of went into like songwriter mode for eight or nine mm-hmm. months or something like that i was just kind of like all right i got nowhere to be nothing to do i'm just gonna like write a song every day and get yeah. really good at that <laughs> that's so, a good use of your time it was, <laughs> a, it was probably the best thing i could have done for myself in, in retrospect uh i like some days got really intense where it was like eight nine hours of just like practicing guitars working on songs and learning how to record too that was also yeah. where i developed my interest in like microphones and recording setups and things like that uh it was during lockdown that i learned how to 
I, I learned about things like phase, you know, <laughs> and just like yeah. just like the the basics that you need to know for recording and stuff. And then since uh, lockdowns opened up again, Swashbuckler played a bunch of shows for about a year and a half, and then that ended. And I got the text from Marcus that he needed a bass player for Wasted, and then here I am with that. And outside of Swashbuckler and Wasted over the last couple of years, I've been slowly trying to dip my toe into recording other bands. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, just a few weeks ago, maybe about a month or so, uh, I helped Aflatus record uh, their upcoming record. Um, I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if they have a name for it picked out or okay. anything yeah. yet, but. Yeah. Uh, we had a recording session where we just got together for a weekend and I helped them set up microphones and ran the electronic equipment, like yeah. the computer and the recording gear and stuff like that while they just did live takes. And wow. I'm really, I'm really yeah. psyched for that project. <laughs> I think it turned out so well. Just It's not even mixed yet. I've only heard raw audio and I'm just like, this sounds amazing. Nice. No, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that, man. It's yeah. super awesome. And then other than that, uh, Jackson Ramsland, who uh, also played bass in Swashbuckler with me and Wheel of Fortune as well, uh, he and I are also working on a number of songs together for a project that he's calling uh, Joe Pie Weed. Uh, we have a title or uh, an untitled uh, album in the works. Uh you know, no release date or anything for that yet, but it's in the works. We'll see what happens with that. Working around. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody then, in this band is in, like, several other bands. Yeah. We're, we're all extremely hardworking on our, like, yeah. craft and stuff. It's really, cool. really yeah. cool to me. I think it's mm-hmm. super awesome. Yeah. yeah. Only other project that I want to shout out quick. It's uh, I don't know if it has a, a, a name for it, but just uh, some local friends and I uh, get together, like, every couple of weeks or so and just have acoustic jams, drink a few beers and play covers. And over the course of like a year or so, these originals started entering these mm-hmm. jams and we started piecing them together and making recordings. So over the last few months, we've amassed like six songs or so that we just kind of like, Oh, we just have oh, these yeah. now. It's like, maybe we should do something. And the conversations come up, come up of like doing a live show of some sort, maybe putting out some recordings. So again, like another project doesn't have a name yet, even we'll see what, <laughs> comes to that but it's just uh yeah wow just a few a few different projects in the works <laughs> all at once just kind of having fun with it how about you amber <laughs> okay kind of same story played music my whole life did all the band jazz rock bands in high school but then since uh moving to winona the ultrasounds has been like my longtime band but other than that i've played with the old fashions amanda grace wheel of fortune um, I'm probably forgetting something. I'm in the Reach Outs, Radium Girls, and Wasted. <laughs> yeah. Drummers. Like you yeah. said, like, just get stretched out to, like, five different bands. It's, it's so important. It's far mm-hmm. and few between. It's a loud one. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't, I mean, you can turn it down, I guess. I mean, you can kind of hit softer, but, like, generally speaking, it's just, yeah. It's very, very important part of the band. Moral of oh, the story, uh, Amber rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Connor. I, yeah. I'm not trying to get Everybody you sure. Everybody in this room is good. Marcus is really good too (laughs) we'll throw that out there (laughs) all right so on that note we'll get into the next song now uh we got guff coming up you're listening to the sound here on 89.5 kqal
And that was just Guff by Wasted. We got Wasted in the studio here having a little chat, guys. Hello. Uh, hey. They're still <laughs> here. They haven't left yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We're getting into the next one. I should have read this before I started talking, but that's okay. Like I said, pre-recorded. Editing. I should, I should leave this all in now, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta leave <laughs> yeah. that in. I'll totally. say. I'll say. I'll say. Hey, editor, cut this. Cut, cut it. it. Yeah. Cut, cut it. Cut, cut. <laughs> I'm listening to a podcast right now where that's a recurring bit. That they, they keep having like technical errors and stuff like that. They just keep going. Yeah. And they just like keep going, and someone's just like, "This is all gonna stay in. We're gonna make comments to cut this, but it's not gonna happen." That's good, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So, uh, what is your guys' like favorite part about kind of playing the local scene, especially here around Winona City's area, wherever you guys play? Where, I guess, too. Where have you guys played? Where's the farthest you've gone? Good question. Um, I guess the furthest, um, furthest from Winona, I guess, would be probably Duluth or something like that. Uh, yeah, probably Duluth. Um, as far as like the local scene and playing, well, I just like the fact that I can walk to a venue that is really good. I live within walking distance of a uh, no-name bar, so I I don't know. It's just kind of like a, a, a luxury, I guess, of the town that I can perform at a nice venue that I don't need to like worry about mm-hmm. staying out super late after the gig and having a multi-hour drive back home or mm-hmm. crashing at a stranger's house or yeah. something like that. I can sleep in my own bed. I can probably walk if I want yeah. to. Don't you have to get an Uber, yeah. like <laughs> Don't you have to get an Uber or anything like that? Yeah, it's just nice. Um, and a lot of familiarity among the crowd and other bands. You know, a lot of musicians play in the same groups as each other. Um, just like thinking about like the Aflatus recording session. Aflatus and Swashbuckler have the exact same lineup. You just swap me out for Spencer. <laughs> All the other members are the exact same. There are just so many bands around town that are like that. So you get familiar with each other as people. You get familiar with each other's catalog. And yeah, it's it's good variety, too, among the bands. They don't sound like each other, which right. is nice. Mm-hmm. You got everything from like kind of a dream pop indie sound to Sleeping Jesus to... More of an up-tempo, dancey rock pop thing that Karate Chop Silence has going. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't uh, know if I've ever actually seen the that's, Reach that's <laughs> You can see us next week, I guess, maybe. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to remember up. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the farthest from Winona I've played, I don't know, Pittsburgh maybe, but I've played a lot of cities, you know, in that direction and down in the direction of like St. Louis, Kansas City. But as far as the the scene here goes, what I like about playing Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, kind of like this little area is it's a very close knit scene. So you get to know all the bands, all the people. And so it's just been years of, of just really associating with people and all the iterations of, you know, musical projects that they have. So that's cool. I was going to say, um, yeah, the, my favorite thing about the Winona kind of music scene is, uh, you know, the people um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I've lived in other places. There are tons of musicians here. And honestly, like, they're so nice and giving with mm-hmm. more than just music. You know, people are willing to share gear. They're offering up gigs. It seems like... And I mean this in the best possible way. It's a small town, but you can make things happen pretty easily if you want them to. 
And very cross-genre, too, in that respect. Very much so. And, like, yeah, you're going to get a diverse bill every single time you see bands play. You know, it's not going to be the same thing consistently. I feel like um, the city has kind of come to embrace, you know, the arts, which is a big thing. Not every Mm -hmm. city does that. You know, having a college youth culture here, I think, really um, helps kind of foster that for Mm -hmm. sure. So I think that's a big takeaway from Winona. It's a very nice, happy bubble yeah. Where um, you know, as long as you're not a complete jerk, you're, <laughs> you know, you're you're probably gonna you know make some friends, and you're probably yeah. gonna you know play in some bands or see some bands. Right. You know, it's it's really nice that way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as places that I played, is the farthest out west I've gotten is St. Louis. I got to play Chuck Berry's club, the Duck Room, when he was still alive in 2009. Um, I was like 17. That was really cool. And then. I've gotten to play Boston. I've gotten to play New York. Mm-hmm. I played New York with the Meat Puppets. I opened for the Meat Puppets there. That was probably one of the cooler gigs I've played. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yet you come back to Winona still. Oh, yeah, just, dude. I mean, yeah, I, can't, no. I mean, I'm a, I'm a small town kind of person. Yeah. You yeah. know, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I thoroughly, I'm 32. I enjoy these types of environments. You know, the... Mm-hmm. Um, the cities have a lot to offer, and I would never, obviously, badmouth, especially a place like Minneapolis, St. Paul. Those are fantastic mm-hmm. cities. Mm-hmm. If you've traveled to other metropolitan areas, this state is amazing in so mm-hmm. many different ways. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's you live a good life here. Yeah. You can't be yeah. that type of vibe. And, you know, it's really nice because you can live here and live a good life, and then on top of it, you can go to shows every weekend mm-hmm. if you want to. No, I mean, to tell a little story of my own now, I actually, yeah. my, my cousin and her friend just came in this past weekend. I had them out, had a good time in that, and um, they both, like, up, like, cities, we're all from Austin, which is a similar-sized uh-huh. town. Sure. But they, they went to the cities for college that so they're no, they know like the Minneapolis dinky town kind of area. Oh, I was like, you guys need to come down to Winona and see what it's like here. They were like amazed at like everything going on. I was like, yeah, no, like every, like just about every weekend I come down here to No Name. Yeah, like, just listen to music. It's fun. Like, it it's, doesn't, it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, like there's always something going on. It's like every what was it? The sign was like every second Wednesday of the month at Blooming Grounds. There's some somebody who's playing there. Mm-hmm. This is like you, you don't get that in a lot of places like this. Right. Well, the thing with Dinky Town, not to go off on a tangent here, is they had the Kitty Cat Club, which was mm-hmm. a super cool place. And it was super mm-hmm. easy to get gigs there um, if you were a local musician. But like that's gone now. I, I think that was a casualty of the pandemic. I just don't oh, think that yeah. there are getting many people going to it and stuff. And so, um, yeah, man, you got no name here. That's like the hub, dude. That's yeah. the place to be. That is like where things happen musically around here, which is a really, really cool thing to have. You need one of those things. Every town needs a place where that happens, yeah. essentially, if you want live music. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, tell them to move down here. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's great. It's beautiful. It You'll is. love it. I mean, it's the reason I moved here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the nature, yeah. And like the well, music. the nature of the music, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, my friends came out here for college and formed awesome bands. And I was like, well, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do that. I want to do that. I am going to do that. So I did it. <laughs> place to be. No, that's the thing about Winona is like you just like put yourself out there, talk to people, make it known that you can 
play something. I don't think you even need to like show anybody that you can play something. Just tell people and you'll eventually end up on stage. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I should tell you guys I can play like the kazoo or something. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh dude, we would love to have you playing kazoo on yeah. stage. Yeah, just, just let me know and I'll put you uh you'll you'll be a part of it. You'll be an honorary memory. And, <laughs> yes. and, uh, you know, you'll get up there. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you a tambourine. We'll yeah, tambourine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'll be I'll, I'll be back there. I don't know. Do you guys know what Ray Cooper is? No. He no. played yeah. percussionist. He uh, Elton John is where I know him from. Okay, sure. So yeah, he's, okay, he's just good. crazy. If you ever like look up videos of Ray Cooper, the guy just goes freaking nuts sure. on the tambourine. <laughs> it's insane. Well, you, you got to on the tambourine. Yeah. Dude, you're going to be our Ray Cooper is what you're going to yeah. be. Yeah. It's, yes. it's on record here. Yeah. So you've heard it first on KQAL. Yeah. Uh, breaking know. news. Yeah, breaking news. This just Man, this... wasted ads memory. Percussionist. Uh, sorry, Bill. Uh, I got to move on from this job. I'm pursuing my uh, my new career in playing the tambourine. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Be, God, what a sweet gig. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if you'd ever get bored. <laughs> I don't know. How could you? All right, and so you guys have talked a lot about um, kind of the work you do with other bands, especially you, Connor. Um, and you guys mentioned this to me, I think, before we started recording. What is your guys' kind of creative process, your rehearsal process look like for you, like, in this band and just personally? Yeah, so... Um, I'll go first. I am a very routine-oriented person. I have a wife. I have a child. I need, like, routines. I don't have a ton of time in the world to, like, just kind of be fumbling around. So I get up at 5 every morning and I play guitar for, like, an hour. Um, I try to allot that time in the morning before going into work. Um, And I try to do that every day. Like, it may happen five times a week, but it's usually four to five times, at least an hour if I have free time, then I'll be practicing scales and stuff. Now, I'm not a virtuoso by any means, but I'm trying to improve as a player. Yep. So, you know, you got to put the time in. Um, and then I will, you know, of course, coordinate with my wife, who is very, very cool. <laughs> I love you, Kayam. <laughs> Thank you for letting me come here. Um, but, you know, drums are kind of hard, once again, because they're very loud. And mm-hmm. so it's like you can't do that in the morning. You have to do that in the evening. Fortunately, I have extremely cool neighbors, so a couple days out of the week, I will plug in at least an hour um, for drums. I'll start with rudiments. I'll do that for like 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. honing your skills, keeping up your chops, and then I'll like, sometimes I'll have free form where I'll just do whatever I want for 45 minutes to an hour with a metronome, always Mm -hmm. playing to a click to keep timing and stuff. You got to keep up your chops. Um, But... I'll do that, and then I'm in another band, but they're in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do, I've memorized the the songs, how they go. So I will pla- practice to a click to stay up and um, in tune with them, essentially. So when we meet up, I can just go, and then I can rip it. We make it a point to practice a minimum once a week, two hours. Like that is mm-hmm. that is what we do consistently. Um, I've always in this band had an attitude, you know, time is the most valuable resource you can have. You Mm -hmm. know, we're adults now, we have jobs, we have families, like it's very limited. So to ask someone to commit to a couple hours a week, it's it's a big deal. So thank you guys. But, um, any, any time additionally that I can get from them, if, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon and we have a little bit of time, like I'll try to, I'll try to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, I try to keep an open door policy where it's like anybody who can make it come on over, we'll work on songs. A lot of times we just hang out and talk and stuff, too. Mm -hmm. This is a band of friends, essentially, but, like, there's a clear-cut path routine that we follow, 
which is kind of unique. Most bands are just like, whatever, we're just going to do whatever, yeah. whenever, if, if it works. And like, I just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm totally a control freak. I'm not trying to be a control freak, but it's like, that's, that's what I need. That's mm-hmm. what a successful the, band The three needs. of us are yeah. not those kinds of people. Exactly. We are very structured and mm-hmm. like routine. <laughs> it's, I'm very fortunate. I think, the, I think every personality in this band really meshes up very well. And yeah, yeah. it's very oriented. We are very organized. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. You know, yeah. like there's no screwing around. Cool, cool. That's yeah, um, I guess my creative process, my working routine kind of varies depending on the project. Uh, Swashbuckler was pretty uh, routine and uh, schedule oriented, typically like wasted, meet for once a week or so, uh, practice for a couple hours. One big difference between Swashbuckler and Wasted is definitely a songwriting where Swashbuckler was a, a jam band. Someone would come in with like a riff, a part of a song, mm-hmm. or like maybe a whole song figured out for their part. And then we would just play it over and over again. And people would be uh, given just like an open space to fill up with their part. They could just do whatever they wanted. Um, and with Wasted, we're basically getting full demos from mm-hmm. Marcus of completed songs recorded with drums, rhythm guitars, lead guitars, wow. bass guitars. So it's the this like I as far as like the creativity goes in this band, Marcus is the visionary. He is definitely the captain with his hands on the wheel guiding mm-hmm. the ship of wasted. Uh and the rest of us are just kind of mostly just responsible for learning the songs and having our creative input when we feel it it suits the song. Yeah. We've all had a few moments where we've added a little something here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Marcus is definitely guiding that vision. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's kind of been my most comfortable role in bands mm-hmm. over the years is being not necessarily the creative vision, but like someone who's helping out, mm-hmm. who's helping another artist bring their vision to fruition yeah. through more technical means like developing guitar parts that might be a little outside the box or learning how to record and how to prepare and mix a song you know how to arrange a recording so it sounds massive when it comes out of the speakers and Mm -hmm. stuff and learning those little tricks um and yeah yeah as yeah as far as routine goes and stuff like that uh wasted it's awesome because it's just once a week every wednesday typically sometimes on sundays if we can make it happen the uh the afflatus sessions over the last month or so have been pretty routine that's like every tuesday night and those are fun for me because it's completely different it's totally different i don't play for those sessions um they just brought me on board as they were as afflatus was getting towards the end of the writing process for this record they brought me in to provide feedback and critique the songs and like offer suggestions which i didn't have to say too much uh, just kind of mm-hmm tweaks like a couple parts here and there but they had it all figured out and then uh i was just there to engineer the recording uh set up the microphones and um just kind of help run the session so it, it that that was fun i i felt like i was very it was the first time that i ever felt like significantly involved in a record that i didn't play on you know i never mm-hmm. picked up an instrument the whole time which was very new for me mm-hmm. but i still felt like i had some creative input just through words just like pointing out little things just like hey you you're playing that play this instead yeah yeah i'm gonna doctor yeah totally totally. yeah i'm gonna backtrack just a little bit here um but yeah i'm like completely a recording dork like love recording part of the reason i started like writing songs was basically to record them to like get better with like miking techniques like acoustics Mm -hmm. stuff like that so 
Um, as Connor had said, you know, I will like complete a demo, drums, bass, guitar, whatever is needed. I'll do percussion, like whatever is required of the song, but um, I will throw it out to them as performers and like be like, most of the time it is learning the song, but I always really enjoy it when they alter it. I want them to kind of alter it and put their mm -hmm. spin on it because I'm not like trying to have a band where it's just like three or four other people like me exactly. Like I don't like to be dictatorial in those types of situations. And that's, that's where I changed my approach. In the beginning I was nervous because he's a drummer and I'm a drummer. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt, and he would make these recordings, I felt more pressure to do exactly what he was thinking, which made mm -hmm. it nerve-wracking. So I kind of stopped, no offense, listening to your demos <laughs> because I'm like, I'll kind of listen to them once to get the sense of how the song goes. Because right. that's how I learned. My, my process in all my groups is the same where a lot of my process takes place away from my instrument. It's more okay. so in my head, understanding like the structure of the song, the melodies, and then what, like, you know, what's going to be my uh, like rhythmic motif you know, in that song. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about that outside of like practice or away from my instrument. And then when I go to practice, I kind of want to have that 100% like down and solidified. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I've gotten much braver um, <laughs> not being so worried about how I know Marcus drums, like how his style is and like trying to bring my style to his vision, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a... As as far as drums go, I'm a power player where I'm like hitting them as hard as I can and it's very simple. It's as simple as possible and Amber is very much like the opposite of that. She has a lot of finesse and there's a lot of like intricacies mm -hmm. in it, which is really cool. She's obviously very good at drumming. Connor is like an unbelievably good bass player. Mm -hmm. Like he just picked it up and then took it on like seemingly out of nowhere and like he's just adapted so yeah. good and like he's playing the bass as a guitar player but he's like <laughs> once again going back to his roots like extremely extremely good with rhythm mm -hmm. so it's like three rhythm players in this band yeah. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is marcus has forced me to simplify um in that he has he has decided exactly how many pieces i will drum with so he has a drum set up and that that's what i use so i've actually really enjoyed that because it, it's been a fun challenge for me to one not only stress about playing to how I think exactly you play mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. playing in my style but in my style for wasted and doing that on a simplified drum yeah. kit it was one it, of the so only, that's fun it's one of the only stipulations I have yeah because <laughs> I was like when it comes down to it what I'm trying to like what we're trying to do here is we're trying to take components of songs and then we're trying to boil them down mm -hmm. to their basic structure yeah like it's simplification over simplification it's not i'm a firm believer musically like with this project specifically not all the music but like just because you add notes to something doesn't improve upon it in fact i think a lot of times in situations it can detract from the mm -hmm. product so for amber specifically i always thought it was super cool just from an aesthetic thing where a drummer has like a kick drum a floor tom a snare and like a hi-hat and like a cymbal. I think the first band I saw do that was like Pink Spiders. If you remember them from like wow, the okay. 2000s. That, that's a callback. I never listened to their stuff, but I remember seeing their CD on the rack at my local library. I liked them. It was the ugliest 
album cover I'd ever seen. It, it was pink and black. <laughs> it was. I thought it was so gross. It was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but I but thought, I did check them out years later. They're pretty good. It, it, Those songs are good. They make really good pop songs, and so like I like the aesthetic too. Where I'm like, and you know, the just over time, once again, it's like as a player, I just want to simplify stuff. Let's just yep. let's just. The more you simplify it, the more vibe you can get, the more mm-hmm. energy you can put into a song, and then you don't have to think as much yeah. about performing right. or perfecting the part. And that's been a huge thing for me joining this band has been the simplification's been so much fun for me because uh, uh, my, my last band, Swashbuckler, was like a jammy progressive rock band with 10-minute songs that would go through four or five distinct sections mm-hmm. and a lot of complex playing. This band, it's like... I, I, one thing that I like, every song in of itself is pretty simple, but every song is doing its own thing. You know, they don't feel the same when I play mm-hmm. them. They feel like very different songs. And, um, and, and like, effects-wise, sound-wise, with Swashbuckler, I would use this digital amp that's got a ton of built-in effects that basically let me do whatever I want mm-hmm. and just create these distinct soundscapes for every single song in Wasted, Modified PV or uh, modified bass guitar plugged straight into a broken PV amp, and it's like the it's, sound. It's, it's ripping. Yeah. It does one thing and one thing only, and it does it really well. Uh-huh. My dad <laughs> yeah. found that bass amplifier on Craigslist for free, and we got there. It was yep. like March, and it was sitting in a pile of snow on the street. Wow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I, I play this cheap silver tone bass guitar that. Uh, that my buddy Louie modified. He just, he, he, he's a luthier. He builds guitars in his free time pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a spare guitar pickup sitting around and he was like, okay, I got this P bass. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm going to drill a hole in that, slap this pickup in there and see what it sounds like. He sold that to me a little later on because I loved how it sounded. That's why I used and wasted. That's the pi- that's like, the pickup that he uses. Like. It's the pickup that he uses. <laughs> yeah. It's not made for a bass guitar either. It's made for a regular electric guitar. So it doesn't. It sounds. The original. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. I love it. I love it. So, it's technically not right. But it's that's techni- the best part. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's, it fits. Yeah, it's it's the wrong pickup playing into a broken amp. Like, <laughs> and I love it. It's one of the sickest sounds that I've ever gotten out of a bass in my life. It's, it's pretty gnarly. I had there's a couple of people who came to me and they're like. Hey, can we borrow your bass head? I'm like, there is no bass head. It's, like, <laughs> oh, that, that's... it's, it's Connor playing the bass the way he plays it through a bunch of broken gear. It's fantastic. One thing that actually irritated me a couple days ago at our last practice, his other man, Busey, had re- had rehearsed on that amp, and they, they messed around with the with the settings on it. So it sounds <laughs> different now. Yeah, that's all screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, so, the recording is... So just all last rehearsal, we're just like messing with dials, and this amp's broken, so you turn it dial too much it just starts shrieking at you and it's, it's like a, space it's like this alien ungodly sound. shrieking <laughs> sound so you gotta be really careful with like well, where you're dialing you're it find in. those sounds on the next ep right <laughs> yeah we'll do that yeah exactly it, we're the gonna next ep is gonna, gonna start our experimental phase yeah <laughs> Dude, yeah we should just put like five seconds of us like screwing around with it it'd be funny it, nobody would know what it uh, was but us and then totally yeah yeah Nighthawk. <laughs> yeah yeah Nighthawk. Nighthawk. first is that from Mortal Kombat? Is that a reference to Mortal Kombat? Nighthawk? Yeah. No, it's uh, Step Brothers. Nice. <laughs> I, that was my first guess, but I'm like, maybe he knows the Mortal Kombat character. But yeah, dude, you have to call me, what is it? 
I want you to you have, call me Nighthawk. You have to call me Dragon. Well, you have to call me Nighthawk. Okay. I, I've had that, that. That's been my joke since I saw that when I was nine. Dude, it's I, so funny. <laughs> it, I, at one point, I had that memorized. And really? yeah, it's, oh, dude, it's so quotable. It was like memes before there were memes. Yeah, right? You know, if you didn't know, like, the stepbrother quotes, you weren't, like, cool. It's so good. Yeah. All right, we better get into the next song here. Up next, we got Try It Again by Wasted. You're listening to The Sound here on 89.5 KQAL. Just try it again by Wasted here on 89.5 KQAL. We got Wasted here in the studio today. I'm going to wrap things up here with you guys. So, guys, what do you guys have planned? What's coming down the line for you three coming up? Well, actually, Marcus, I'll, I'll let you answer okay. that one. <laughs> so, on um, March 2nd, Saturday, 2024, we are playing at No Name. It's going to be a great lineup. It's going to be a hem from Minneapolis. They're kind of like a poppy rock band, 90s vibes. Fantastic. It's going to be their debut show in Winona. Amber's going to be drumming for them. No, actually, I'm not anymore. Just I'll just be with Reach Outside. I, their drummer can make it now, which is good because I don't have to learn more songs. So. <laughs> well, that, is, that is very I'm good. Very now. Um, but, yeah, no, and then, you know, I don't yeah, drum twice as hard and stuff too but anyway check them out they're fantastic they're on every type of social media platform all these bands are um the reach outs local awesome surf rock punk pop punk band they're going to be there um Busey, just straight up noise rock band pretty much and then uh, battery eyes kind of like a post-punk band from minneapolis they're really popular right now they're very very good they're making a splash in minneapolis check the bill out saturday 
March 2nd, 2024 at no name. Be there or I will find you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then our next one's what, April 13th? Is our that what it next is? Wasted show is going to be an all-ages show at Anthem Skate Park, um, which is on Saturday, April 13th, 2024. It's going to be the first time that Anthem's having a show there. We have the reach-outs confirmed on there. The music's going to be from 7 to 10. It's going to be 5 bucks. So it's an all-ages show. Anybody can go. Everybody's welcome. It's a benefit for the outdoor skate park here. So support your local skate park. Um, <laughs> support Anthem. Definitely come to that show. We're super excited for that. There should be another band. I'm hoping to get another band on the bill. Mm -hmm. So if you are a band and you're listening to this um, and you want a gig, especially if you're underage, hit uh, Wasted Up on Facebook Messenger, and then we can arrange that. Um, there, we have another gig confirmed on, man, I forget the date. It's Midwest Music Fest. Oh, it's yeah. The Friday, We're on the Friday, yeah. It's the Friday of Midwest May Music 10th. Fest. 23rd? Or no, the 10th. May 10th, yeah. yeah. Um, what, May 10th, 2024, Wasted <laughs> will be playing at Peter's Beer Garden in Winona. Once again, all ages show, Midwest Music Fest. Be there. It's going to be awesome. Bring everyone. Awesome. Yep. And then new music-wise, it sounds like you guys are definitely at work right now, so we oh, got yeah. that. We are gonna, we're going to be doing our next extended play. We're into EPs and stuff, but we're going to be doing that in my basement in Winona. That's the plan. It's going to be super punk rock. It's going to be really raw, um, kind of Steve Albini-esque. So we're going to yeah. start recording that at the beginning of April, and so um, we're super stoked for that we're looking forward to that hopefully we'll have a little bit more time to prep it and then release it sometime in september or october is what i plan on um we are currently pressing up the first ep that we just released digitally so that's mm -hmm. going to be coming out here within the next couple months hit us up at a show come to a show see how we're Good doing <laughs> yeah support your local music scene yeah. support mm -hmm. your local establishments mm-hmm and trust me, you want to see these guys live. They're great. <laughs> We're live, man. man. Like, For sure. Our recording sounds fantastic. My buddy, Dan, bandmate, recorded in Minneapolis, but we are a very good live band. Mm -hmm. This is 100. You're going to have yeah. more fun seeing us live than you would listening to the EP, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Still listen to the EP. Still, Still listen, listen to the EP. To the EP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, and uh, where can people find more if they'd like to? We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Those are the best ways to kind of get a hold of us. Um, we are open to gigging. If you are a venue, if we'll play almost anywhere, even if it's like an unorthodox place, like just hit oh, us up, yeah. message <laughs> us. We like weird stuff. We'll play anywhere um, if it's the right type of conditions for sure. But Facebook, Instagram, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Music. We're on all streaming platforms. So definitely hit us up. Ban or... Um, Bandcamp. We're on Bandcamp too, so um, definitely support us through Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music. Anything, any listen really does help us out. Awesome, awesome. Well, any other thoughts you guys would like to leave on? You're listening uh, to KQAM. Eighty-nine point five. Eighty-nine point five. Woo! <laughs> that was great. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. This is a great time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Dude, you. thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It was awesome, Ryan. Thank you. And uh, now we got Crushed coming up by Wasted. You're listening to The Sound here on 89.5 KQAL. Woo!
Thanks again to Wasted for joining us tonight on The Sound. To hear more from Wasted, check out their EP, 1234, on your preferred music streaming service. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Music. And don't forget to go see Marcus and Amber this Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, at No Name Bar. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6, right here on 89.5 KQAL. You can also listen to past episodes of The Sound on your favorite streaming services. Find links at kqal.org. I'm Ryan Flanders, and we've been jamming out to 1234, the debut EP by Wasted on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org.
theme music for the sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.